That's the sound of a whirly gig, spinning and humming 40 feet in the air against a backdrop of a cloudless Carolina blue sky. It's one of 30 massive, imaginative, colorful sculptures that anchor the Wallace Simpson Whirligig Park in historic downtown Wilson. The Wallace Simpson Whirligig Park is the driving force behind the small eastern North Carolina town's redevelopment. Once home to the world's largest brightleaf tobacco market, Wilson's economy changed dramatically after the famous tobacco buyout of the early 2000s. Jobs left in around 10 of Wilson's tobacco warehouses, once bustling with life and business, closed. In the years that followed, Wilson's had to confront what it can and should be in the new millennium. Turns out, the key to Wilson's future stood in the backyard of Vala Simpson. That story today on this episode of Arts Across NC. Wallace Simpson may be North Carolina's most famous self-taught artist. Born in 1919, Wallace spent the first part of his career as a farm equipment repairman after serving in World War II. He retired from that job at 65 and spent the next 30 years creating colorful, autobiographical wind machines from recycled and salvaged machinery. He displayed these whirly gigs, as they're called, on his family farm in Wilson County. Curious residents and later folks from all over the world traveled to see these massive wind machines made of bicycle parts, mirrors, highway road signs, ball bearings, steel rods, and aluminum sheeting. Wallace's farm became Wilson County's most popular tourist attraction, and his whirly gigs ended up in the permanent collections of the American Visionary Art Museum in Baltimore and the American Folk Art Museum in Manhattan. I built all about... 35 or 40 of them by myself, no help. I stayed with it. It wasn't easy, it was all work. Well, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was cold everything in the world. In 2007, Wayne Martin, now director of the North Carolina Arts Council, visited Wallace to talk about preserving his work. Wallace was approaching 90, and time and weather was wearing on the whirly gigs. Wayne, who was then directing the Arts Council's Creative Economies program, had been working with rural communities to use artistic traditions for economic development. He and the Arts Council knew the Whirligigs should be conserved and recognized that they'd become a part of Wilson's cultural identity. Here's Wayne. I went to see him. I called uh, Alex Albright, who was um, on the faculty at East Carolina, who had been working with Wallace, he had an idea about trying to engage East Carolina students who were doing art and design at East Carolina to actually come and work on restoring the whirly gigs in Wallace's field. So I met Alex at Wallace's shop one day uh, and broached the idea of trying to um, bring them back to close to their original state and preserve the environment that he had created there um, at his home place. And he was very uh, polite at first to listen to our uh, proposal. And then when we got finished, he said, no, I don't want to do that. 
for two reasons. One, I don't want all these people coming onto the property and working on these whirly gigs. And then, even if we were successful at restoring them, then they would be here and I would um, have to uh, deal with all of the visitors who come and want to see them. And it was obvious that he was, his mind was made up. So I left, Alex left, and um, we really didn't have an alternative. Then Lisa Anderson, who was on the Arts Council board and who had um, asked us to come and visit Wallace and try to save this important body of work, uh, she called and said, well, a group of people in Wilson, including Wilson Downtown Development uh, Corporation, had decided that they would approach Wallace about actually buying many of the whirly gigs and moving them to Wilson. So after negotiating with Wallace and, and the family, they decided that that was um, a solution that they thought would work. And um, they agreed on the terms. And we got our staff behind the project because we felt like it was a signature project for Eastern North Carolina and for North Carolina, and for the nation for that matter. Three years later, the Arts Council and the City of Wilson announced the creation of the Vala Simpson Whirligig Park, a two-acre park designed to permanently display Vallis's work and to draw people back into the heart of Wilson. Wallace advised the conservation team until his death in 2013, and he lived to see the first of his sculptures installed in the park. A lot has changed since Wayne Martin first visited Wallace back in 2007. Over 400 people have participated in planning the park, and to date, it's generated over $25 million of investment in downtown Wilson. And remembered those shuttered tobacco warehouses I mentioned at the top? A developer is now renovating one that stands by the park into a mixed-use commercial property that will include a Whirligig Museum, shops, and apartments. Here's Henry Walston, chair of the Vala Simpson Whirligig Park and Museum, on what this all means. We've seen this come here because of the Whirligig Park, because that was the old tobacco warehouse that was vacant for 15 plus years. There's nothing going on in there. We didn't have but two old warehouses left and there were probably a dozen down here, you know, when the tobacco market was in its heyday. But what, what, what we're seeing, we've had a, two other buildings downtown, smaller buildings developed into um, apartments. And, you know, a lot of people laughed and they said, well, who's going to live down there? Well, they're fully leased and have been since the beginning, and they have a waiting list. So we expect the same thing here. And the developers are wonderful. They've done similar projects in Virginia and all been very successful. The Vala Simpson Whirligig Park became the North Carolina Arts Council's Pilot Smart Initiative project. Today, the Arts Council is working with three other towns and cities across the state on arts-driven economic development. And the Whirligig project is now a national model for how to use the arts to revitalize downtowns and create jobs. What's really special about the Vala Simpson Whirligig Park 
for North Carolina is that it is, I think it's the only example that I can cite of a community, a town or city that has taken a local artist and worked so hard to make their artistry the, the centerpiece of a project. Granted, not every community has a Wallace Simpson, but I think the lesson here, both for other communities in North Carolina and, and it's a national model too, is that when you're doing um, revital, downtown revitalization, economic development, you need to start by understanding your local arts resources. And that includes, of course, your nonprofit arts organizations and your artists who self-designate as artists, but it also includes all the other um, arts activity that's going on that people might not uh, describe as, quote, the arts. When Wallace first started building his creations, I, I think he shied away from the, uh, being called an artist. Another lesson is how important it is to have local, state, federal resources come together and then insert the private sector. When you have that mix, it's really explosive. It will, it will take a project and notch it up two or three levels. You know, we've got to collaborate, we've got to find ways that all of the potential partners who have something to offer can get involved. And that's what the SMART initiative does. The Vol Simpson Whirly Gig Park opens on November 2nd. For more information, visit ncarts.org. You've been listening to Arts Across NC, a podcast by and about the North Carolina Arts Council. My name is Sandra Davidson, and I host and produce the show. This episode featured original music from the one and only Phil Cook. Our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can follow the North Carolina Arts Council on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you won't miss our next episode. Take care. Thank you.